is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. We've got Ben, we've got me, and we've almost got week 10. Uh, I think it kicks off in about 15 minutes. We're like 20 minutes away. We're right there. We are right there for week 10. We got starts of the week, we got news, and we are glad to be here with you talking fantasy football. It's it's been a wonderful week. What can I say? I, yeah, it's Thursday, which means it's almost Friday. It's been a wonderful week. I am burning a vacation day tomorrow, so I'm very excited. Are you? I am. I just submitted all my holiday vacation requests. So I'm getting like the week of Thanksgiving, the week after Christmas, and it was very nice. And I've got all these sick days that I've got to figure out what to do with. And um, I guess I'm just going to... I'm going to get a severe case of the flu spontaneously next week. All of a sudden, I, I, I got lung cancer out of the blue. I don't know what happened. I might be Guys, okay I, in a week, though. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I might be fine in a week. I have the worst case of COVID you have seen in the past calendar year. I, I don't said know it's what like happened. a 90% chance I don't make it. <laughs> 90% chance of me not showing up to work tomorrow. Or ever again. <laughs> oh, permanently unavailable because yep. of my phantom case of COVID. <laughs> I'll see you guys on Monday. Oh, <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's it's that time of the year. The the holidays, the vacations, the apple see, like cider. Half of, my, half of my office is out, like, near Christmas. So that's going to be a nightmare two weeks for me with holidays and I'll be at work. Yeah, dude. I started this job last year, mid-December. And I I didn't realize this, obviously, before I took the job, but like nobody shows up uh, or they all burn their vacation days the past or the last couple weeks in December. So I show up like December 15th and there is nobody there. Like, nobody. And so I sit there. I wish I was exaggerating, but this is honestly just, it was what it was. I was the only person there by myself in this massive warehouse for like two weeks. And I had nothing to do because I had just started this job and nobody was there. Like, what, it was what did a you, complete ghost town. I literally you watched YouTube videos all day for like did, two weeks straight. Why did you even like, uh, like, I don't know what you, I, I don't even know what you do, Josh. I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I, I mean, I work at a design agency or a, a marketing agency, I guess is what it's technically called. But like, I didn't realize that I just didn't have to show up. But, uh, what, what would they have done in those two nothing. weeks? Like if you didn't show up? Absolutely nothing would have happened. And I had no clue. I thought it's like trying to put your best foot forward with this new job. Where you're like, I have to be the hardest working person in the room. I've got to be going above and beyond. And meanwhile, nobody's there. Like, everybody is just at home, you know, 
doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And I had no clue. So it was great. It was so good. And that's what's going to happen at at the end of December this year. Nobody's going to be there. There's going to be no work whatsoever. And it's going to be awesome because now I know I don't actually have to go to the office because there's nothing happening. Yeah, that would not be the case with me at at all. <laughs> we have two completely different work experiences. Christmas w- is a bad time of year. I'm sure it's. Uh, well, I mean, is there like a is there like a a rush or like a a busy season for the vet? How does that I work? I mean, for really for us, it's our office particularly is just crazy all the time. But with everybody being out. With it being a holiday, like everybody's home, everybody's got to get to the vet, something happens with the dog. So that being said, plus everybody at our own office being out, we do take like emergencies and stuff. It's it's going to be a nightmare for me. What is the weirdest emergency or walk-in that you've had at the vet? The <laughs> <laughs> if some people may be triggered by this, like I I work in it every day, so it's. It's not that that as big a deal to me, especially when like you you have to think of yourself as you're helping the pet. Yeah. But somebody somebody called us one time and they're like, "I'm on my way. I know you guys have an emergency or fear or whatever. I, that's fine. I just need you to save my dog." So they they pull in and like we're, we're we it was a slow day actually, that day actually. So we're just kind of waiting on them to show up because they'll be the last people. We'll see them and go home. And I, I see him roll in in, like, his old beat-up Ford Explorer. And, like, they pull in at, like, 100 miles an hour and, like, whip into a parking space. And I, I see dog legs do this. They just, like, <laughs> fly up in the air like the dog's on his back and, like, roll. You know oh, how, no. how dead bodies get stiff? It's called rigor mortis. Yeah. They brought in... The dog is dead. Like, <laughs> they bring in the dog. It's completely dead. It's, it's in rigor mortis. And they set him on the exam table. So, Doc, what can you do for me? What can you do? I can cremate him if you want. I can get a shovel. <laughs> that is the weirdest... It is, like, the, most, the saddest yet funniest thing that has ever happened to me. Is this person brought in a dead dog, but it was in rigor mortis, so it was stiff? What can you do for him, Doc? <laughs> What'd you tell him? Because he clearly didn't realize his dog was dead. I, I, I don't even know. I wasn't even in the room. I just saw him take it in there. <laughs> and I saw him set the dog on the table. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's offensive to some people, but like that's just, this is what uh. I deal with. What a way to start. That was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. What can you do for him, Doc? <sighs> not much. There's there's not a whole... Kind of like my him. fantasy teams. It's just <laughs> it's just walking dead out there. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know how we're going to make this transition happen, but uh, we do have a bunch of news and a lot of fantasy football things to talk about. <laughs> um, shall we hop into the news? Sure. Okay, we've got some issues in Cincinnati. I don't like it. I <laughs> I didn't realize that T. Higgins was out and Jamar Chase was in danger of being out until I get the text from you because, as we all know, Ben is the most invested 
in the Bengals of any human on the face of planet I've Earth. Won championships for it. You have. You have benefited. But every year I make the joke, like, if Ben's Bengals don't come through for him, it's a sad day because it's T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow every single week locked and loaded. And if they have a bad week, it's a very bad week for Ben. Well, T. Higgins is out Sunday. Jamar Chase might be out Sunday. And the best part of the whole thing is you're playing me this week, and due to my bipocalypse, I'm starting Tyler Boyd. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Fantasy football is such a fickle beast. I'm going to bench Joe Burrow and put Josh Dobbs in. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly not a bad idea. The QB 10 on the year. Man's a beast. He does have TJ Hawkinson and Jordan Addison to throw the ball to. And another one on the way. And another, yeah. Justin Jefferson got his practice window opened up. So help Probably is not on playing the this way. Week. No, he won't play this week. He will not. But I, I, saw, I saw a story on ESPN where they were like, he won't play until his hammy is 100%. Which, great. Okay. I would hope so. So when's it going to be 100%? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's what I want to know. I'm curious because I said last week that like there's not going to be any hijinks with Justin Jefferson because they've sort of figured things out. But like getting reports like that where they're saying, we're not going to play until we are, you know, really ready to go, that's a little that concerning. No? That does not help me. Right. I said I want some it is likely that he does come back. In week 11. He has practiced this week. It's albeit in limited fashion, but he has practiced. That makes sense. I I never really expected him to play this week, to be honest with you. Um, no, the fact that they're saying he could come back in week 11, which would be five weeks, is honestly I'm happy about that because I expected him. Once Kirk went down, I'm like, well, he's probably not coming back at all. And yeah. then lo and behold, they went 4-0 and without him. They're very much in the playoff hunt, so they could use him. Yeah, and I mean, Josh Jobs, at the bare minimum, is going to be competent, which is nice. Yeah, imagine when he actually, you know, learns the, uh, you know, has more than an hour to look at the playbook. Right. And actually when knows, he knows people's, people's names. The, yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, who are you? Jordan <laughs> Addison. All right, cool. I'm going to throw to you on this play. Did you see the thing where Kevin O'Connell was like, basically, because they can't call like full plays with a guy that literally doesn't know the playbook, has only been there since Tuesday, so he's breaking down the play in in you know very basic verbiage for Dobbs. After he calls the play, he's like, "Okay, your read is here. You're looking at this corner, this safety. Um, you know, if if X, then Y, sort of thing." And then when the defense lines up, O'Connell before the 15 second. You know, before his his mic turns off, he's looking at the defense and he's like, "Okay, here's your read." You know, I said it was the corner. Actually, you're reading the outside linebacker, or the safety's going to drop, and you're going to, you know, whatever. He's telling him to do all this stuff, and then Dobbs goes out. What did he throw? Three touchdowns or something? Dog. He scored three. I know. That was great. I'm trying to remember, and obviously the game winner. Yeah, that was wild. Absolutely wild. I think considering the circumstances, is like okay, they're just fine. That's legit. I mean, Josh Dobbs hasn't been bad all year. No. He just happened to play for the Cardinals, who are bad. Unfortunate. Don't hate it, it for uh, Josh Dobbs, though. 
He yeah, went, I mean, he went good, 20 good for him. 30 for a buck 50 and two touchdowns and then added another 60 yards and another touchdown. That is quite good for, for a guy fantasy, that, that is an excellent day. Yeah, that's perfect for fantasy, and that's going to continue. The rushing, that's for sure going to continue. Rushing is going to continue. The passing can only get better with you know knowledge of the playbook and the eminent return, it appears, of Justin Jefferson. Can only help. Speaking of the Cardinals, they designated James Conner to return from IR. Thank goodness. I have needed running back help. We'll talk about our teams a little bit later on in the episode. We're just going to, you know, do a little dive into our, our actual teams. But I have been in desperate need of competent running back play in my RB2 spot. I have... Dude, I've been throwing stuff at the wall just to see what sticks. It's been, so a, it's been a team goodness. where you've been you've been dominant for a couple years, and the the team is still dominant. Let's let's be honest there. But if there is a weak spot, it is pretty glaring at the running back position. Yeah, it's it's not been great. Not been great whatsoever. I mean, I've been playing Najee Harris, which we talked about him already. He's been the disappointment of fantasy football this year. You're pretty in fact, heavily I heard invested somewhere, in Najee Harris. Yeah. I saw Oddly somewhere enough. that... Did you, like, dodge... But you drafted him in the granddaddy of them all, but I think you have sort of, like, dodged the Najee Harris bullet for the most part. I drafted him, like, the 101 his rookie year in the granddaddy of them all leagues, but halfway through the season, I think I traded him and something for like Dalvin Cook and AJ Brown. That's right. Which and then I am you proceeded you got me for, later on. Yep. You got I me went later and got on. got Dalvin Cook and AJ Brown. And I got DeAndre Swift and T Higgins, which obviously I would love to have AJ Brown, but the DeAndre Swift didn't work out as bad as we we thought it would be right now. There was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment. <laughs> But you were like, boy, what have I done? <laughs> he ain't let me down. No, he's come through for you. He's come through. Um, the Rams, That's what faith can do. <laughs> right. The Rams signed Carson Wentz because oh, Brett Rippon just did <laughs> not get it done for him. They actually cut him. They literally said Brett Rippon played so poorly on Sunday that he was cut on Tuesday. Ooh. They said, no, it's not going to work, my friend. It's not going to work. I don't know. I know you've got Cooper Cup in a couple leagues. I don't know how dialed in to the Rams passing game you've been. I don't know how much you felt this past Sunday. I'll tell you what. In the granddaddy of them all, I rolled out Cooper Cup. And I think I pulled Pukunakua out of the starting lineup like in the 11th hour because I just was terrified. Thank goodness I did because neither one of them were good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you started cup because I was playing you last week in the granddaddy of them all. And outside of AJ Brown, your receivers did not hurt me, and it's because of Cooper Cup. Yeah, it's, yeah, he did nothing. Thankfully, uh, Carson Wentz. He's not great. We know what he's not. But what Carson Michael, Wentz is Michael Pittman is at was good least with him. okay. Yeah, I mean Michael Michael Pittman was good with him. Right. I would I haven't looked into it as much as I should have. Like I know Stafford missed last week. Like is he going to continue to miss time or are they thinking he's going to be okay? 
I'm not sure. I have seen, well, I haven't seen anything definitive. And they're buys in week 11, right? Yeah. I don't think it's very serious, sort of like, you know, IR. I mean, they didn't put him on IR. they They were adamant they weren't going to put him on IR. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not fully sure if he's going to suit up Sunday. It's probably where he's a game time decision, and they signed Carson Wentz as insurance. So all that to say, I have no idea. I still think though, since uh, since they signed Wentz, you can fully lock in Cooper Cup. Puka is the one where I don't know if you can start him with Carson Wentz or not. Like I wouldn't feel super great about it, but. I think with Cup, you can at least lock him in. Yeah, it doesn't feel amazing. It's it feels weird to say that I, you know, you can't. I don't think you can start Puka. I agree with you. And until further notice, Cup is a wide receiver too. I think until yeah. Stafford comes back. I. They're not even playing Sunday. I just sort of had a brain fart. Their buy is this week. Their their buy is this week. That's right. That's yeah. right. I thought it was. Week I just 11. rolled with it. I've got Cooper Cup in multiple leagues, and I just was rolling with it. No, their bye week is this week, so they they're getting an don't extra start week Cooper Cup this week. Yeah, <laughs> he will give you zero points. I guarantee it. Um, yeah, <clears throat> they're getting Winston for for an extra week in the facility. Stafford Stafford's probably just to have play somebody in week eleven. Yeah, just it, you know, I think Winston's not the, the worst option. Situation. He's not. He's not good. Nobody's going to argue that he's good. But for fantasy purposes, there's worse things you could have. Absolutely. He can help your offense at least tread water. And we've seen, like, the Giants with um, DeVito. Danny DeVito. Like, that offense has been so bad that they got him in uh, that first week and they just handed the ball off to Saquon. Saquon had 41 touches because they were so scared to throw the ball. So it's not going to be that. It's not going to be Brett Rippon. Maybe Caleb Williams can, can save the Giants' offense because <sighs> that is where he's going as of right now. If they can lose out, they might just get themselves the consolation of Caleb Williams. I think the Cardinals are Cardinals are probably going to win at least a few games with Kyler, so it won't be them. The Bears, once Fields comes back, they, they could win a couple games. So that leaves the Panthers. I think the Panthers are semi-gelling. Not obviously not amazing. We'll see how they do tonight. We're recording this on Thursday. I think they could win a few games, you know, towards the end, maybe with Bryce Young. Which leaves the Giants and I don't I don't see them winning many more games. <laughs> when I was going for a run today, I just had the fleeting thought of like what happens with Chicago and Carolina tonight? Because neither team is good, they currently hold the second and third picks in the NFL draft. Like, the Panthers want to win because it doesn't help them to suck. But, like, the Bears, on the flip side, do they say, okay, we should go all out and beat the Panthers because we own their pick and they're terrible? Or should we, like, not play well because we own our pick and we're terrible? Or am I way overthinking this, and it's just going to be a very normal game? I think you're overthinking this. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I was like, maybe maybe the Bears could figure out a, a situation where, like, they help themselves get a better pick because they're so bad and the Panthers are so bad. 
But uh, I will say in the the one one of the dynasty leagues where I'm I'm kind of going a full rebuild. I've got my I've got like a few decent rebuilding pieces, like guys to build around. But like I'm as of right now, I'm sitting at like the 101 and 102 because I have like the far and away worst team. Their pick two, which I got in a trade somehow. So the one time I played him, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna beat this guy. <laughs> yep. His team's so bad, like I'm I'm gonna beat him. That way I can keep him at the 101. So Yeah. I I, maybe the Bears are like, we're gonna try and throttle the Panthers because they suck. I don't know. I overthought we'll that see. way too much. Um Will Levis was officially named the starter for the Titans. Which, I would hope so. <laughs> no surprise whatsoever. Uh, you know, Mike Vrabel did say at one point, though, that he was like, he was, he had that look about him that he was going to try and start Ryan Tannehill, even though Ryan Mike Tannehill. Mike, don't do it. Yeah, I know. It was like, Mike, St- Mike, stop, stop it. it. Stop it, Mike. Do, do not do this. <laughs> he's like standing on a ledge with a little grenade with uh, Ryan Tannehill's face on it. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the pin. I'm going to do it. Watch me do it. He Mike, please. Your fan <laughs> base talk- will shoot you. <laughs> they talked him off the ledge. They're starting Will Levis. Good for them. Devon A-Chain, he's on track to play in Week 11 after the uh, Dolphins' bye. Apparently had no setbacks. It seems like he probably didn't even need to go on IR, the way they've talked about this injury. They're like, oh, yeah, he's perfectly fine. We just threw him on IR because we're good. Well, and we just didn't we got know. Raheem Mostert. He's fine. Yeah, we got Salvin Ahmed and Jeff Wilson and Salvin. running backs. Who needs them? Not the Dolphins. This dude... A-Chain probably could have missed one week and been fine, but they were like, eh, we can afford to let him heal, put him on IR. They're going to need him for a playoff run. They're still sitting. Are they ahead of the Bills yet? I feel like they might be ahead of yeah. the Bills. I think they're 6-3. They're three. ahead of the Bills, but you still got to stay there. The Bills are a threat. The Jets don't look horrible, so you're going to have to stay ahead of them. They're going to need him down the stretch. They will, for sure. Uh, we already talked about it, but Jefferson... Likely on track to play week 11. I need him down the stretch. Thank goodness. I need Justin Jefferson very badly in a couple leagues. Um, mm-hmm. You need him very badly in another league. It's Losing Justin Jefferson has really kind of uh, tanked. From the non-quarterback position, I stand by it. He was the 101 for me, and he still is. He's the... Not the MVP of the season, but he is the most valuable individual player, like non-quarterback, in fantasy. I will stand by that. Are we like factoring in the? We know he went on IR, and we have we know been who able to have him for. I'm four talking weeks about when him? every when every player is healthy, except for I, I guess I'll give you Christian McCaffrey, but like still, when everybody's healthy, it's like him or McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean Tyree kills right there. I don't like. I haven't actually looked at the game logs and compared what Tyreek Hill was doing with what Jefferson was doing, but they were pretty much similar. They were. I don't think Jefferson had like exploded on like a forty-point game like Tyreek, but he was getting twenty-five points a week. He really was. I mean, he was. I mean, it was basically the juiced-up version of what AJ Brown was doing. Fourteen targets, nine catches, a buck fifty. Yeah, didn't he have like four straight hundred and fifty-yard games or something? Yeah. Crazy. We, we we don't think about it because of how like crazy Tyree Kill and everybody was going. But Jefferson was Jefferson was dealing before he got hurt. He really was. 
he was coming through for people. And I had it like I had him in a couple redraft leagues. I had him in a couple dynasty leagues, and I was dealing with Jefferson in the lineup. And then he goes out, and it's like, oh, I just lost my knockout punch. Brutal. He was the thing that I mean, you can you can just count on him. Like, all right, I'm good here. Where can I get everybody else? Yeah. Shall we talk some starts of the week? Let's get there. Let's do it. Okay, my start of the week, number one, it's Kenneth Walker versus the Washington Commanders football team, whatever they are. It's Commanders. Okay, sure. Okay, so they trade away half of their defensive line, and Kenneth Walker's coming off a bad week against Baltimore where they got shellacked. I think it's going to be a bounce-back week. Washington's defense has been bad with their good players on the team. Now they trade away their good defensive linemen, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They've only got the two interior guys. I don't even know who they're going to start on the edge. I'm not I'm not a well-versed commanders guy. But like their defense was pretty bad before they made those trades and now they've made them and I think Kenneth Walker is going to eat them alive. And I think that they're going to have a receiver. He's going off week. a pretty bad game, too. Like, he did nothing against It was Seattle. bad. He had, like, it 20 yards. Yeah. And Baltimore has destroyed some running games this year. Like Baltimore, I mean, you know, mainstream, like, you know, in fantasy people haven't talked about it as much. But, like, mainstream ESPN guys, like, I've heard a lot of people, like, their defense is amazing right now. It's phenomenal. Which, the past few years... I've never been really scared when my guys are going up against Baltimore. This year, like I'm concerned that if I've got to go a guy going up against Baltimore, I might be looking for other options. Yeah. It's them, it's the Jets and the Chiefs. Those three matchups are horrible for offenses. Like I if I can pivot, and a lot of times you can't, but like if you can find a way to dodge that one, I'm doing it. Like last week, DK Metcalf was not even considered for the starting lineup, and for good reason. They got smoked. Dude, it's crazy right now. I will say, it too, uh, I know he's not a star of the week, but like I, I kind of said this t- probably last week to like somebody. They're like, with what do you think about Sam Howell? I'm like, rest of the season? I love him. You want to know why? Because they just got rid of their defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the defense has been leaky, and he's been getting a lot of not necessarily garbage time. Like He's just doing a lot to keep them in games, and it's only going to continue. Yeah, I love Sam Howell. I love Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, all those guys rest of the season. Yeah. It's a lot of the Kirk Cousins deal from earlier in this year where like their defense was so bad, they were having to score so many points to keep themselves in games. And he was I mean, he was dealing. And Sam Howell's looked pretty darn good. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's he's way better than I thought he was. Do you think he stays their starter? Because I think they're gonna fire Ron Rivera at the end of the year. Perhaps they keep the enemy as the head coach. Perhaps they don't. I don't know. But like, do I you think Howell's their guy? I would too. I think at least for the for the time being, because I don't I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get one of the top quarterbacks in this class. So right. you got a guy in Howell who's shown ability to run this offense, and he he has put up points. I I think they keep him for now. Yeah, I I remember. When I don't know if he's Denver. the long term solution, but I think this year and next year he still is the starter. Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't know if he's a long term guy yet. I don't know if he's a franchise player, but 
you know, there's only a couple of go- a couple of those guys anyway. I just remember when they played Denver, they put up 35 points, and I was like, I genuinely cannot remember the last time Washington scored 35 points in a game. I really could not remember. And they've put up 30 both times they've played the Eagles. Yeah. And, I mean, good on them. Like, he has – I mean, they lost, but, like, he just has put up some numbers against the Eagles. A lot mm-hmm. of people have. but he, He's like the quarterback six. Yeah. He's wild. Wild. All of that to stay, you're saying start Kenneth Walker this week. Yeah, in a roundabout way, <laughs> you should start Kenneth Walker against the Washington Commanders defense. I think the I think Seattle has a bounce back week, and I think Kenneth Walker is going to be the heart and soul of that bounce back effort. I like it. Ready to bounce to to number start number yeah. two. Yeah, go ahead and hit me with yours. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, our boy. We both like him. He's kind of flown under the radar. Javante Williams this week against Buffalo. It's happening. 30 touches last time we saw him. They're coming off the bye. Buffalo's defense has been hit or miss. It has been very good. They are down a lot of starters. Yeah. They've been kind of 50-50 against the run. And the fact that Javante is looks like he's kind of fully taken over that backfield again, which we are we knew he was the starter, obviously, but he looks like he's the three down back now. There's no more limitations, same as like with Brees, Brees Hall, they're back. Yeah. Yeah, he finally had a week where he looked explosive. He handled a lot of work. It's like, okay. And, like, Denver just has fixed a lot of their issues. Like, they haven't looked great all year, but over the past couple weeks, and they get the bye week too, so I feel like they'll even look a little bit more put together after the bye. I mean, they beat Kansas City. That's... That says a lot how that in and of itself. They smoked Kansas no City. Like Russ, we, we talked about the Kansas City defense, how good it's been. Russ cooked them. Yeah. And they forced a lot of turnovers. I think they had, Kansas City had like five turnovers or something in that game. It's wild. All that to say, start Javante. I mean, we've seen Travis Etienne go off against the Bills. He had a buck 30 and two touchdowns. Uh, Devon A. Chain, he had 100 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, who else? I mean, Saquon Barkley even had a decent game against him. So Buffalo's run defense, especially with Matt Milano out for the year, they don't really intimidate me. Um, I think it'll be a relatively close game on Monday Night Football. Fire up Javante. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited for Javante to uh, fire back up because I think a lot of people have forgotten how how much he was loved by the Dynasty community just it was like 18 in our months rookie ago. draft. He went over Jamar Chase. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Our uh, our granddaddy of them all rookie draft that year went Najee Harris. I took him at 101. Uh, you took Kyle Pitts at two. Yeah, that was. A um, Jacob took uh, Javante at three, and then Chase went at four. That is bonkers. I can't say much because I took Kyle Pitts at the time. And honestly, for a solid year and a half afterward, it was like, okay, I still understand making the pick. Doesn't feel good anymore. I don't like it. It it doesn't feel good at all. Like, if I could just have Jamar Chase instead of all the other stuff I had to do. I would have taken him at one if (laughs) this would happen. Like, gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah, if we could have just avoided Najee, dodged that landmine, dodged the Pitts landmine, just started with Jamar Chase, that'd have been nice. I still got Jamar Chase in that rookie draft too. I know that's what pisses me off about. What's crazy is I and I, you had all off season we're going to take Chase at two because I knew I was going to take Najee. It's a one quarterback league, like the running backs king in that league. So I'm like I'm taking Najee, and I traded up to four, so kept the one on one and traded up to four so I could get Pitts at four because I thought for sure he was going to be there. Yeah. And I in in like the needless the to say week leading it, it up worked. to it. It worked out. It did work out. It did work out. I ended up with Jalen Waddle in there. So, you know. Yeah, the trade all... Jalen Waddle. I did. The really bad part is that I took Trey Sermon when Travis Etienne was on the board. Whew. Well, Etienne was also, I Injured. think he had he had, had his, his, yeah, he was out for the year at that point. He had his list. So he Frank fell down the draft board. But still. Trey Sermon good. isn't on anybody's roster anymore, and uh, and Travis Etienne's like the RB three or something right now. Yeah, brutal. Uh, okay, my second start of the week. It's going to be Michael Pittman against the New England Patriots. Makes me happy to hear you say that. Really? Yes. There was if you time... if you'll recall back to you know when we were doing all our preseason rankings and stuff, Josh had Michael Pittman as his wide receiver. 48 on the season. <laughs> I did. 48. Oh, so I much has changed. I wasn't high on Michael Pittman coming into the year, but even I was like, that is that is a laughable ranking of Michael Pittman. So much has changed. First of all, I didn't think Anthony Richardson was going to be very good. Neither did I, but I didn't have him at 48. But then Anthony Richardson was awesome. And then Gardner Minshew is the starter. And, like, if I would have known that Gardner Minshew was going to play this much, I would have rated him higher. Most of it was just I didn't think Anthony Richardson was going to be super good. And so it, you know, it it went that way. But Gardner Minshew targets the daylights out of Michael Pittman. Pittman's got five double-digit target games this year. He's, you know, Minshew... Targets his receivers so much. They throw the ball a ton. They have to score points because their defense is not very good. And on top of that... New defense is not very good. Exactly. Yeah. New England does not have a decent starting quarterback right now. I mean, they traded for J.C. Jackson. He's not even traveling to... uh, I think they're playing this game in... New England traded for J.C. Jackson? Yeah. When did that happen? I thought he was still with the Chargers. Nope. New England traded for him. Gosh. Okay. And he is a healthy scratch this week. Wow. Because uh, I remember the Chargers paid a ton to get him, paid him a ton of money, and I don't even, I don't think he played with him. I think he, what was it? He hurt his knee or Achilles or something. He had a season ending injury and then just, I don't know what happened. Not a clue. He was terrible. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I remember him playing one game and he, he just got demolished. Yeah, he got cooked and so new england traded back for him and he's not playing for him now and christian gonzalez their stud rookie is out for the year so they have like nothing at in the secondary right now wow yeah that's a good start yeah so all that to say michael Pittman, fire him up Gardner Minshew is going to pepper him with targets this week hit us with your second start of the week 
mine is a little bit of low-hanging fruit. We've already said T. Higgins is out, so with Chase questionable, give me Tyler Boyd. Joe loves Tyler Boyd. He always has a habit of annoying me, and like I see Joe crank one down the field, and I'm like, yes! And then I'm like, no, it's it's Boyd! <laughs> see him crank one in the end zone to Tyler Boyd, and I'm like, that, that could have been Chase! Oh! But yeah, he's going to be great with T. Higgins out. He usually gets, I mean, he gets around five to seven targets a week anyway. That's with boy, that's with Chase and Higgins out there. So with Higgins out, I'm imagining he's going to get eight, nine targets this week. So, yeah. And what potentially could be a high-scoring game, I hope it is with C.J. Stroud absolutely balling the past few weeks. The Bengals are going to have to stay ahead of him. So, yeah, I think it, I think it could be a good week for, for Tyler Boyd. I hope so. Because I'm starting him against you in our League of Ordinary Gentlemen, because we are not extraordinary. We're just That's probably just ordinary. Our, our, our second overall dynasty league. Like, yeah. The one we care about the second most, I guess. And only you and I can say that we are champions of the league, which is a very nice feeling. A one year one because of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. My goodness. Did they go off or what? I think I think our our poor buddy Landon. We've we've probably talked about this on the show before. He, I made faced him in the championship. I was his only. I was the only team that beat him in the regular season, and got to the playoffs. And he averaged like a hundred. Is a two week final, and he averaged like a hundred and forty points, both of those weeks. So like yeah. that's pretty good, you know, for a championship week. Like your team did not disappoint. They showed up. The problem was I dropped like 190 points back-to-back weeks on him. And 190. And it's because Joe Burrow had two back-to-back weeks where he had 40 points. T. Higgins had 40 points in like week 16. Jamar Chase had 50 points in yeah. week 17. And Landon it just got dunked on. And I... It's funny. Was, I do. Had, there's a part of me that feels a little bad for him because, like, that's that's a tough way to go brutal. out, man. Because this was at the point in the league when it was still half PPR and it was a single flex, super flex league. So you had the the one normal flex and then the one super flex, and then just two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end. So like a very traditional lineup, and it was half PPR, and you had 192 weeks in a row. Dude put up. Landon put up. 300 points over two weeks and got shellacked in the final. <laughs> he put up 300 points and I put up almost 400. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Because I remember I had an amazing two. Like, I think I put up 170 two weeks in a row. Like You were mad. Like, I would have beat him. I was him. so like, pissed. But you wouldn't beat me. Because you beat me in the semis and then went nuclear and won. And I, I felt I was it was brutal because you have one of those... I got one-shotted where, like, the, the team just collapsed. And neither one of us had a good semifinal week. I mean, it was it was a pillow no, fight. No, it, it came down to uh, Antonio Gibson versus Miles Sanders on Monday Night Football. Yes, <laughs> and Miles Sanders killed me. <laughs> I still can't stand that I thought guy. for sure I was going to lose because, like, it was close. And Gibson had been – this was back when Antonio Gibson was, like, a halfway decent player in fantasy. Yes, I'm like, Gibson's definitely going to do it to me. And then Sanders, like, just blew up. Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. I, um, 
we've had a couple trades go through in that league, and then also in the granddaddy of them all, there've there've been some trade negotiations brewing around that league. So I just wanted to talk about the trade that went through in in log in ordinary gentlemen, because we have we have a manager in this league that more than once has accepted a trade sight unseen. Like you'll send him an offer, and there will be no. Nothing. It's just he's never done this for me. I just want to say that. it's an auto <laughs> he's reject. Done it for anytime me. <laughs> I send him something, you have you have ripped this man off before, like bad, <laughs> badly. Yes, I have. I have. He has been. Yeah, um, I've gotten him a couple times, but it's so funny because like it's it's happened a couple times. There's also another manager that I remember this has happened with before too. Where like you'll send you'll send like your Wednesday morning trade offers. You know, you get to work and you're just like scrolling through sleeper, checking out your team there for a little bit. And you just send out like four or five different trade offers trying to, you know, make something happen, shake things up. Maybe you're bored. I don't know. Well, it's so funny when you get the notification a trade has been completed and you're like, Oh, I wonder who made a trade. I wonder what the deal was. And you go look. And it's one of those offers you sent out Wednesday morning just shooting the crap out to see what would happen. And then you look and it's like, oh, wow, it worked. <laughs> Joker did it. He did it. And I didn't have to negotiate or nothing. It was the the opening offer got it done. It's a it's a bizarre feeling. You, t- you like it, though. You'll take you it. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it. But also it's terrifying when you see the the trade has been completed notification. It's, especially like, oh, no. when, when you and this guy are in this league. I'm like, I, I see it. And I'm like, oh, God, what did Josh do this time? <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, thank God he didn't rip Marcus off. <laughs> yeah, when I saw the one today, I was like, oh God, what did Ben do? It's like, oh no. <laughs> you know, I've been, you know, I've been poking around in that league. Yeah, I was like, I can, I can see my life flash before my eyes a little bit. It's like I thought that I was going to be top dog for just a little bit longer, and then it, you see the trade notification, you're like, oh no, oh no, it's over. Who just I'm, got I'm like toast. Travis Kelsey or something like that? Exactly. You're like, oh no, <laughs> I'm screwed. Uh, it's a terrible feeling. <clears throat> the um, the other thing, and the granddaddy of them all, <laughs> I was talking to Vinny today. Oh lord. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> and. Every single time Some... I approach Vinny with a trade, I do it because I've forgotten how unreasonable this human being is. I don't I, I, I don't remember the last time Vinny got a trade done in this league. I remember, and it's because one of our other buddies, also named Landon, told me that he spent three days and nights <laughs> negotiating with this man to get Vinny something is one of palatable. Those, like I, I don't know if we can if this is like a appropriate for our show, but like he blue balls you almost, <laughs> and I don't even know if he does it on purpose. Like you think you you're getting close to a deal with him, you're like, yeah, all right, like what about this? Like Vinny's very difficult to deal with, but it's like you think you're getting close, and we're like, okay, like I right, we might actually get this done, and then he comes back with you with like I like that, but all right, what about this? And like he adds it's a, a second, and somehow like he, and thing. somehow you end up giving your your best player. <laughs> for that second, I'm like, we were close. Like, why is Justin Jefferson being added to the deal? Like, yes. what are you doing? Oh, dude, I sent him an and offer he does it, today. He does it every time. Every single <laughs> every time. Every time. I sent him an offer today. 
it wasn't on Sleeper. I was just texting him. And I sent him the offer. I was like, okay, what if we did this? Because I have been keeping tabs on him for weeks. I mean, this is not just a, I texted him this morning and I was like, okay, what's up? No, I have prepared him multiple weeks. Like two weeks ago, I was like, hey, I see your team not quite going the way you wanted your season to go. I don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. I know the trade deadline is coming up here soon. I'm just going to let you know. I'm probably going to come calling on a couple guys. Just be ready for it. He's like, okay, cool. I'm always willing to listen to a deal. I'm like, great, awesome. A couple weeks, we'll make something happen. A week ago, I do the same thing. I'm like, yep, you lost again. I know it's not going super great for you. I'm coming. In about a week, I'm coming with an offer. We'll see if we can make something happen. He's like, okay, cool. I'll always listen to an offer. Great. I'm like, things are going awesome. I'm going to get a deal done with Vinny. This psychopath has forgotten his ways. It's going to be awesome. Today... I texted him and I sent him an offer and his response was, that's interesting. And I was like, I'm about to get Holy a deal crap. done with Vinny. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to happen. And then the freaking psycho did it to me. He came back and he was like, yeah, so what if you included AJ Brown and Mark Andrews? And I was like, God dang Where it. did that come from, Vinny? It's <laughs> like, oh no. It happened. <laughs> he does it, I mean, every time. I don't every know what it time. is. Because it is the most off-the-wall tactic where, like, you you think he lulls you into a sense of security that you have got something that you can work with. Like, maybe you need to add a second. Maybe you need to swap some picks. Or or maybe you need to add a little something here, sweeten it, you know. But, it, but the heart of it is there. And then he goes, actually, let's gut this entire deal <laughs> and try something else. I want Jamar Chase on top of it. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, dude, that's that's like that's like one of the five best players in Dynasty Fantasy You football. don't even have enough on your team to get him. Like, <laughs> like yeah, come like, on. And you want him as a throw-in? You want him as a, as a toss-in on top of all this other stuff I've offered you? No. It happens every time. And I forgot. I got lulled into it. Every single time. And I was I was so mad I texted Landon earlier today because Landon also was trying to offer for this for a player that I was trying to offer for. And Landon texted me by me. that, so I know you're going after Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah, I'm going after Stefan Diggs. Because <laughs> Landon texted me about it about a he didn't text me that you were going after him too, but he told me he had an offer out for him and yep. that Vinny was being unreasonable. <laughs> he he offered three first Vinny round wanted, picks. I think Vinny wanted four first round picks for Stefan Diggs. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> like if if that's the going rate for for, for Stefan year old receiver. Then what is Justin Jefferson worth? Because I have Justin Jefferson. Like, can I get like every first round pick for the next six years? Is that what I can get for him? Apparently. I don't know. And I'm not talking like his pick. I want everybody's picks for like yeah, all of them. <laughs> I want the entire league's first round pick for the next three years. Yeah, no. It's wild. And it was funny because Landon was like, should I do Because at that point, it was three first-round picks. He was like, should I offer three first-round picks for Stephon Diggs? He's on a rebuild. So I was trying to be like, I was texting the that's same hefty. Thing. I was like, that's and hefty. Like, Landon's team, he's he's rebuilding. Like, it's it's a purposeful rebuild. He's like, I'm, I'm trying to get the number one overall pick. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. It's a one-quarterback league. And then, you know, he might have something because he's he stockpiled picks. He's dead last. Like, he didn't want a week this week. And he's got, like, Chris Olave – He's got Bijan, who he traded for midseason. 
Uh, he's got Waddle. I mean, he's he's going to have you know Marvin Harrison. He's got Patrick Mahomes. He has got like a very solid core. So he was texting me the same thing. Like even if I don't, he he was like trying to flip Diggs, like get him and then flip him. Like even if I don't, I can just keep him, and then roll out Diggs, Harrison, Olave next year. And I'm like, that's not bad, but like three first round picks for a 29 year old receiver. Like I I can't do it. That's I think if I think if it was you or me, because you and I are both very much contending, I am hammered with injuries, but that's a different story. <laughs> but we're still we're still both contending. Like I think I could talk myself into like you or me making that trade. Like three late first round picks this year. Yep. Screw it. Let's go get digs kind of thing. But I can't yeah. for a rebuilding team, like, no, I, I can't do it. Yeah, it was a little weird. I was like, I don't like what do you get out of getting dig I don't I don't know. But then and I had to tell I, him, I was I, like, I'll be honest, there's a conflict of interest here because I have also been trying to get digs for weeks. <laughs> for weeks. And it, it still hadn't happened yet. So I don't know. You're going to have to come back to like, this later. I'm going to have to give AJ him, Brown and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> that literally. might get it done. I don't know. He may come back and say, all right, add Puka Nakua. Yeah. And I'll be like, Vinny. Vinny. <laughs> the players you're asking for are all better than him individually. Yeah. Not in a package. Yeah, I had I I led off by telling him who was untouchable. I was like, these guys, I don't care. There, you can't get them. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And he was like, okay, cool. And I, so I asked him after I had offered the initial offer, which he was like, that's interesting. Which in my mind means, okay, we're getting somewhere. He goes, yeah. So, <clears throat> what about AJ Brown? What about Mark Andrews? It's like, I already told you, you can't have. <laughs> You can't. They're not on the list. They're not on the menu. I don't know. I sent Vinny. This is in the off season. I sent him a couple different. Like he's a Giants fan, so obviously Saquon is near and dear to his heart. So I tried to get Saquon a couple times. I sent out one offer. I figured it wasn't going to happen, but I figured like let's shoot it anyway. I sent him like some like I. It was like a okay young receiver he was like a third i can't remember who it was honestly like maybe elijah moore or somebody and two first round picks for saquon barkley did not think that would touch him but i mean i thought it was it's a decent offer i'll shoot it out if he says no oh well and i see that he sends a counter i'm like okay well this is interesting and i open up the counter and he's sending me saquon barkley and marquise brown okay and i send him those two first round picks yep josh jacobs and yep. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I tell you, somebody like Vinny, Ooh. there is not a single package you could make for your team that would get Justin Jefferson from me. Not a one. Much less as a throw-in to get Saquon Barkley. You know what's so funny is that's in the offseason coming off of Josh Jacobs being like the RB1. Yeah. <laughs> Justin so Jefferson, good. I was, I send him for Saquon Barkley, who was like still having his issues at the time, like contract wise. And even I send him the RB one from last year and the wide receiver one from last year, and not one but two first round picks, <laughs> and I get Saquon and Marquise Brown. Uh, it's so good. I love it. Those that's one of those fu offers. That's like get away from me. And Vinny but, always, it's a dynasty league. He always wants to us, us to redraft too. Yes, 
Yes, He's every like, year. Vinny, your team could change if you would me- just like make some trades and be reasonable yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I hope he listens to this episode. I know he won't, Vinny, but I, I really hope he does. Take some advice. <laughs> Come back down to planet Earth. We we want to talk to you. If nothing else, it just cracks me up because I know there's other people out there that have that guy in your league. And it's just so frustrating because you think you're getting somewhere and then you realize, oh, nope, nope. I I was lied to. There there was nothing there. It, it's funny, but it's also sometimes frustrating because it that's just a, that's one manager like you just you, you can't deal with. So nope. like okay no I, if I want to make a trade I know I can't trade with him. So that's one team completely out of the mix. Yeah, yeah, you really can't. I mean, I have seen deals get done with him, but uh, this is a smaller league. There's only eight people in it. I've only seen two people make deals with him, and they have made multiple deals with him. I don't know what they do. I don't know what you kind of black magic they're doing. I have also seen him get grossly ripped off. Oh yeah. You just got to find the guy that he doesn't care about. I can pull it up somewhere. One of the it it might be the worst trade I've ever seen. <laughs> I know he had Amon Ross St. Brown at one point. He currently that, does not. That was the worst trade I've ever seen. Let me let me see if I can pull that up for us real quick. Here it is. He traded Tyler. What, or when no, was this? Hold he, on. When was this though? This was last year. Okay. November of last year. Right. This is actually right around a year ago. He traded Dallas Goddard, Amonra St. Brown, and the 20, uh, 2023 first, which ended up being the 103, which was JSN, and the 2023 second, and he got Tyler Higby, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, and a second. So essentially, he sent Dallas Goddard, he sent that, or he got that and sent Dallas Goddard, Amonra, and JSN. That is horrible. That is one of the worst trades I've ever seen. <laughs> How did that happen? Because this man does not allow... A, like, you can't get a deal done unless he feels like he is destroying you. I don't, I know, don't know how you feel like you're getting... You're destroying somebody on that? I don't know. I don't know how that went. You got Ramondre in a second. There might have been some money handed under the table on that one. Gah. That one's rough. Whew. Uh, okay. We've got this Thursday night game we need to go watch. Anything else you want to hop into before we get out of here? I don't here? even want to watch this Thursday night game, dude. I think the Panthers have already scored, and it was not an offensive touchdown. Oh, uh, of course not. <laughs> you got the you got the stud Tyler Bajant out there. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm upset. Yet. I'm starting to Chuba Hubbard in the granddaddy of them all, and I, I'm very mad about it. You're starting Chuba Hubbard? Yes. I don't have another option. This is an eight-team dynasty league, Ben. Yes, I. Swift's on by. Jefferson is hurt. T. Higgins is out. Uh, Travis Kelsey is on by. Devonta Smith is on by. Jamar Chase mm-hmm. may miss this week. Yeah, I'm out of like six starters. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. If oh. if Jamar Chase doesn't play this week. I will be starting Elijah Moore. Oh, no. It'll be Elijah Moore or Zach Charbonnet. We will see. Oh, no. (laughs) So I say that to say 
Justin Jefferson, please come back very soon. Please. I, I need him so badly. <laughs> I don't want to have to start Tyler Boyd again. But here we are. Oh, that was good. That felt like fantasy a, football therapy. That was that feels like a good terrible disappointment to end on there. Yeah, on that on that awful disappointment, it is time to end. We appreciate you all listening. Can't wait to join you again next week when we're reacting to all the injuries that are going to come to us in week 10. Hopefully nobody important, probably will be. There's going to be some heartbreak and some pain and sadness and suffering. It's just it's the way these things go. Continue to be sad. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> we'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.